Welcome to the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow for the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Today being a Wednesday, it is Mailbag Wednesday. You have questions, you have comments, maybe even a concern. Send it our way uh, to any of our Twitter handles for Gonzaga Nation SI. They are at Gonzaga Nation SI, both for Twitter, for Facebook, as well as Instagram or Search Gonzaga Nation SI on YouTube. You got a question, send it our way. We are in the process of starting a new question of the day with uh, with a special gift for the question that is selected. So send those to Gonzaga Nation SI. Send them to directly to myself, dickout at scorebooklive.com or at dandickout21 on Twitter, and I will do my best to include those. Today's just have two quick questions wanted to go over with uh, for our Mailbag Wednesday episode. The first question comes from Tom Incini, and he asks, why so many blowouts in the playoffs this year? <laughs> uh, Tom, I wish I had a good question or a good answer for you with that question. Um, that's kind of uh, a, a great conundrum of this year's playoffs. There's been uh, some unbelievable team performances. There's been some unbelievable individual performances. Um, but I think with the way that the game is played nowadays with uh, such an emphasis on three-point shooting and or taking away three-point shots defensively, that if a team really gets it going, they can stretch a lead pretty quickly in a hurry uh, and then build their confidence, grow their confidence. And, and many times if the team doesn't make a quick run to try to get back into it, uh, maybe that coach decides to save one of their adjustments for a later game. Uh, in the series, especially seeing that, um, you know, I, I think basketball is such a game of ebbs and flows and so, so much confidence. Many times they just want to wait uh, until the next game to make those adjustments. Um, you hate to see coaches throw in the towel. I don't necessarily think that's happened a lot in this playoffs. I think you just looked the other night. Um, Dallas got off to a tremendous lead. Um, Golden State looked like they were done. They pulled their starters in that second unit led by Jordan Poole in particular, got them back into it by switching to a zone, getting hot themselves from beyond the arc uh, before Curve decided to bring most of the starters back in. They weren't able to climb fully out of the hole and, and win that game. But, you know, for the most part, I would have considered that game a blowout. Um, and many games in these playoffs have been blowouts. You know, I think the further along you get in playoffs, whether with conference finals and NBA finals, the less likely you are to see those. But that doesn't necessarily hasn't been the trend this year. I think the the conference finals so far have been tremendous. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing if Boston um, is able to win tonight on Wednesday, um, as well as to see if. Uh, you know, Dallas could win a game five and climb back into this and just at least make it interesting. No team has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit in the NBA playoffs to win uh, a series. But, you know, with the way that Doncic is playing, the way that Dinwiddie and Brunson are playing, um, and the way that I think Jason Kidd has made some adjustments, in particular, as I mentioned, that zone in game four could make it interesting, and that would be fun to see. So thanks to Tom from Cheney. For that question. Next question up is Sam from Post Falls, and he asks, there are two Zags on Team Canada. What are your thoughts on that, and did you ever play 
in international competitions. So, Sean, appreciate the question. Uh, I think it's awesome that two Zags, especially two Zags with such experience in Kevin Pangos, who's been playing in Europe for probably about seven or eight years now, uh, a short stint with the with the Cavs uh, in the NBA this past season, as well as Kelly Olynyk, who oh, it seems like he must be on year eight or nine in the NBA. Um, it looks as if they are kind of probably looked at as some of the veterans, the, 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 the guys that are looked up to now in, in Team Canada basketball. It's really cool to see that they're still involved with their national team program and, and being looked at as those guys. Uh, when you look back to their time at Gonzaga, uh, they were both unbelievable uh, players. Uh, Pangos in particular uh, was an incredible leader, uh, you know, kind of slid right into a starting spot. I, I believe it was the second game of his career that he became the starter and he never relinquished it. I would, I would go so far as to say he and Nigel Williams Goss are maybe the two best leaders that I have seen um, in my time of being around the Gonzaga program. I thought he was awesome in that role. I could imagine he has a similar role with team Canada. And then in regards to Kelly Olenek, I mean, you look at uh, the body of work that he's had as a pro uh, it's been so cool to see and so cool to follow. I mean, he's had some injuries, yes, but uh, when you look at 6'11", seven-footer who's skilled, who can play um, in, in multiple different styles, I think that's what you want to see in international basketball and a big who can step out and shoot it, who can play in dribble handoff situations is a perfect fit for Team Canada. Second part of that question is, did I ever play in any international competitions? Yes, I did. I had the opportunity uh, to represent Team USA uh, before my senior year, I played uh, in the World University Games. Uh, it was comprised of 12 players who were currently in college, where um, that's how the teams were supposed to be formed. Teams from uh, that were made of players who were current college students representing their teams. And it was uh, an international competition in Beijing, China, where I believe there was 32 countries, uh, 24 or 32 countries uh, were in the tournament. You had pool play and then it broke out into metal play. Um, it was a great experience. We were in Beijing, China for probably about two weeks, maybe a tad bit longer. Um, we actually, unfortunately were one of the, were, we were the first U S team to lose in that competition in about 40 years. And the reason being was we played in the semifinals team from China, uh, national team from China. And it wasn't just their world university games team. It was their Olympic level uh, team uh, for China. It had Yao Ming right before he was drafted by the Rockets. It had Meng Batir, who was at that time playing for the Denver Nuggets. It had Wang Zhiji, who was playing for the D Dallas Mavericks at that time. So it was really interesting how many of these countries put together their national teams, um, even though they were supposed to be national teams of college students, because I can't imagine those guys were college students at the time. But anyways, uh, played them in the in the semifinals. We lost in the semifinals, as I mentioned, one of the, the first U.S. teams to lose in close to 40 years in that event. But we lost in the semifinals. There was a goaltending call that was missed on Yao Ming. I think it was Juan Dixon shot a floater um, in the final minute or so. Um, didn't get called. They went down, scored, and we weren't able to, to score uh, on the final possession, I think is what it was, to, to force overtime or win. So that was uh, that was a 
a disappointing loss, but it was an unbelievable experience spending over two weeks time in Beijing prep playing for team USA, um, getting to know people in that setting, getting to see that Chinese culture at the times, getting to see so many things that, you know, I wouldn't have normally been able to be a part of. So that was a great experience. If any player ever has a chance to represent team USA, um, you know, depending on where they are in their career, uh, I think it's a tremendous opportunity. You should value it. You should do everything you can to make it work. Now, I know a lot of the NBA guys have, have monster contracts and, and um, responsibilities that they've already um, committed to. But if it works, I think it's an unbelievable thing to be a part of. So, Tom and Sam, I appreciate the questions. Uh, we will be back next Wednesday with another episode of Mailbag Wednesday on the ISO on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Again, send your questions, comments, and concerns to at Gonzaga Nation SI or at Dan Dickow 21. Take care. Have a great day.